Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. I am Ryan Burklow. And I'm Alex Collins. And on today's episode, we're going to pick up from the action step of after you've created an emergency fund, what three actions should you do next? Yeah, so this was a podcast that we did right at the right around the first of the year, talking about uh, creating a conscious spending plan, protecting your income, and creating liquidity. And when we talked about creating liquidity, it was all about having an, an emergency fund, right? Like, and this is, you know, let's just face it, it, it's hard to have that emergency fund early on, especially when you're starting that practice. But once you get to the level where you have that emergency fund, that emergency fund is kind of like a short-term insurance policy, right? Like this is when, I don't know, a pandemic comes through, right? Like, and I know that's crazy. Um, well, it's, it's crazy that we keep saying it, but it's still here, right? But another, something else could easily occur as well. And that's what that short-term emergency fund is for. Absolutely. Whether it's a crisis in your life, a crisis in one of your employees' life, uh, a sudden change that has to occur, uh, the you know the owner of the building that you're renting sells it out from under you, something of that nature. I mean, there's a, a host of different things that could cause short-term cash needs. The, the point isn't to identify what the short-term cash needs are. It's to you know have a an oh crap fund of being able to access capital in the event that something bad happens. Or, I mean, heck, it could be something good that you're just trying to take advantage of. Like in the example that I just gave of the the landlord selling the, the property out from under you, maybe you're the one that they offered to buy it from. Uh, and so now you got to come up with a down payment. It could be used for that. Yeah, so, so you have the emergency fund established Right. So what are, let's talk about the three actions to take once that emergency fund is set up. The first one that that you and I talked about was making sure that there is cash on hand for working capital. And obviously you've got working capital already, but most of the time that's done through one of two things, a either rating the emergency fund or B using debt. One of those two methods is you is the typical and usual method of having working capital. And so now like making sure that that working capital becomes liquid cash would really be the next step. So, and, so let's let's take a quick pause, Alex, because you know many many of our listeners are either just out of school or just kind of starting their practice or really just becoming a true business owner, right? Like early on in your in, in starting your practice, you may not be a true business owner. You're just you're your own employee and you're trying to get by, right? A business owner right. really is, is building something. So let's define working capital for them. I think that terminology, while people hear it and they kind of maybe know what it means, what what do we mean when we say that? Sure. When we're, when we're talking about working capital, working capital is the the dollars that flow through your practice on a monthly basis. And so when we say working capital and having that built up, what we're really talking about is, is think of the most expensive month of the year for your practice. It could be when taxes occur. It could be when bonuses occur. It could be that you have uh, uh, like a big payment for you know, some component of your practice once a year. But whatever the most expensive month of the year is for you, think about that 
and then have two times that amount of money. It's a key ingredient to growing your business. Like your employees and yourself are number one, working capital is probably number two. Yeah. And, and working capital is going to be a number that changes over time, right? I mean, as you hire an employee or a second employee or a fifth employee or buy a building or add a piece of equipment or expand in whatever way you're expanding, it's going to require more working capital on a, on a regular basis. Yep. So that leads us to number two, action step number two here. And I, I already kind of briefly mentioned this. It's about your employees, right? Your employee benefits. What, what's your strategy, right? Are you, we trying to attract new ones? Like maybe you're trying to attract your first doctor, right? Uh, maybe it's rewarding slash retaining uh, who you currently have. And that might be including yourself. Right. And making sure that you're rewarding yourself for what you're, for what you're building. And, and this could be anything from like, this is t- your typical group benefits, right? This is medical, dental, vision, uh, group health or group life, group disability. It, it's just kind of the, the things that people expect to be able to have from their employer. Yeah. And in the, the naturopathic community, employee benefits are often, uh, we don't see them that often, right? And, and we get it, right? You, you're, it's it's a difficult to have a naturopathic practice, right? You have a lot of speed bumps in that growth because of stereotypes, because you're not taught how to run a business in school. Like there's a bunch of, of speed bumps. So we get that. And if you're going to be a one person show, there's still, how do you keep that one person show going and how do you continue to have that grow? That's a key ingredient there. So it might be some combination of the two, Alex, that we just talked about attracting new and or uh, rewarding and retaining. Uh, Absolutely. And the, the, the cost of this can vary greatly. It can be a hundred percent voluntary, meaning that you, the employer is simply identifying, Hey, these are the, the ways in which, my people have access to these various different resources, or it can be partially or completely employer paid. Um, and so there, there's varying degrees and methods for tackling these issues. Um, and so uh, what we're the goal ta- of talking about this is to make sure that people seek out help when they've got the next step done. And it might be like a three or five year plan of like, okay, hey, we're going to start out with this and there's no cost to the business or the practice. Um, and then slowly over time, here's how we're going to integrate or add different components. And it might slowly become that the, the practice starts taking over some of the payments on some of these things. So there are, there's a host of different ways to tackle it. Well, we, we don't want you to be concerned about the, the cost um, before you start reaching out to finding solutions for this stuff, figure out what, what you're trying to build. And then we can work towards figuring out, okay, what's the most cost-effective method of, a t- of tackling this for your practice. And, and the answer may be that it's hundred percent voluntary, or it may be that, you know, some of it becomes employer paid. Yep. Which takes us to action step number three, which oftentimes may be considered in the employee benefits um, in the naturopathic world, we haven't found this to be the case, and that is establishing some version of a retirement plan. And again, this can goes from 100% voluntary on up to uh, 100% employer paid. Uh, very few plans wind up being 100% employer paid, um, 
but uh, yeah, I mean, it could be, you know, setting up a structure where you have, you know, professional money managers, professionals who help people with retirement on a daily basis, come in and help out with setting up personal IRAs and doing personal planning around retirement. It could be setting up a simple or a 401k. There are a host of different options and it's really about trying to figure out what is it that you're trying to accomplish and what's the budget that we have to work within? What are we trying to do and what do we have to work with? And then tailoring that solution to you and your practice. Yeah. You know, let's all three of these action steps and even, you know, developing your financial plan, right? It's about your financial health. Absolutely. Right. And it's incorporating everything together. It's not just retirement plan slash investment slash savings slash insurance. Right. And that's how oftentimes it's looked is a bunch of slashes like attacking. <laughs> right. It, it comes together. They all affect one another. Right. Naturopaths know this inherently because of how you work with your patients. Right. From a health standpoint, it's not just the food you put in your body. It's not just the fact that you go run a marathon, especially if you're also eating Snickers all day long. <laughs> I love Snickers, by the way. <laughs> right? It, it, the same thing is true with your finances. And yes, we understand money is taboo. And yes, we understand that you don't normally get out of school and start making $200,000 a year. Our goal is to help you grow your practice and grow it efficiently and holistically so that you can help the patients that you want to help. Wait, that's why we called it holistic finance? You know, every <laughs> once in a while we tie things together. It's kind of crazy. I, so, I believe that brings us to the uh, question of the day, doesn't it, Ryan? Yes. So the question of the day is this. So what would you like us to talk about in our next episode? So we've got four topics for you. Topic number one an explanation of the, the three different types of retirement plans we just brought up, personal IRAs, simple IRAs, and 401ks. Do you want us to talk about how the, each one of those operate? Number two, how to attack your student loan debt. Number three, when and where to build personal assets, right? So you've got assets in the business. How do you build it on the personal side? And then number four, maybe just an investment 101, what is this stock market and how does this thing operate? So we'd love to, to hear you. To make it easier, we're going to go ahead and include a link here in the show notes so that you can link directly over to how to answer these questions on the holistic-finance uh, website. Yep. In the show notes, holistic-finance.com. At the bottom of that, that page, there's a spot for you to essentially fill out a, a, a essentially email us with the answer to that. So Again, number one, explanations of those retirement plans. Number two, how to attack your student loan debt. Number three, when and where to build personal assets. And number four, investment 101. We hope this episode was valuable for you. Please share it with any of the people that you know, love and care about. If you got something out of this, they might get something out of this too. And that's the whole purpose of this, uh, this episode and this podcast. So as always, Mr. Collins. Make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. 
Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Quantified Financial Partners, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Ryan and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC. OSJ333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Claremont, California 91711. Telephone 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. Ryan Burklow AR Insurance License, number 1531912. CA Insurance License, number 0K24924. Alexander Collins AR Insurance License, number 7264699. CA Insurance License, number 0H24806. Pinpoint number 2021-121-136, expiration 05-2023.